Episode 27, Women's Bodies, Control or Respect. Just when women in America thought that access to abortion and other reproductive care was the law of the land, their 46-year-old ruling from the Supreme Court is now under threat from leaders and other citizens. What gives? Keep listening. Welcome to Peace Matters, a show that uncovers peace in our communities, our countries, and deep within our souls. I'm your host, Maya Mathias, founder of Inventive Links, a leadership development company that cultivates enlightened executives, creative citizens, and wise writers for a more peaceful planet. Join me as I share three things in the show. One, curated stories that impact us as fellow humans. Two, tools for inner peace and insights that rebuild our communities. Three, updates on the peace-building work I do, plus answers to your questions about creating a more peaceful existence for yourself and others. Be sure to head over to inventivelinks.com to sign up for our Peace Matters newsletter, where I share bonus resources to build more peace in your world. And now, on with the show. Part 1, As the World Turns, Curated Stories That Impact Us as Fellow Humans. Roe v. Wade. It's a Supreme Court ruling that you learn about quickly when you've spent any length of time in America. Though this ruling has been around since 1973 and duly recognizes a woman's constitutional right to have an abortion, the reality of implementing up and upholding it on the ground isn't as straightforward. You see, despite the vast majority of Americans agreeing that abortion should be made available, the moral and ethical implications of terminating a pregnancy continue to energize activists who want their extreme positions to prevail, whether that position is to endorse abortion at any stage or to ensure that no abortion ever takes place. But there are many nuances to this debate. What happens, for instance, if the pregnant woman in question had been raped or someone had committed incest on her? What happens if being pregnant or carrying a baby to term is going to severely impact the health of the mother? There are many other instances where it's not always wise for a woman to carry her unborn child to term. And so, even though this law has been around since 1973, and most women in America have gotten used to the ability to access legal abortions in this country, many laws in the respective states in America are now being turned back. Many state legislatures and governors in some states have been passing and signing tough laws to further restrict abortions in their states. That's why on Tuesday of this week, Thousands of people are taking part in coordinated rallies across the United States to protest what they see as extremely draconian abortion laws and to advocate for their pro-choice movement. As an observer watching all this, it makes me wonder and reflect on the fact that as much as we want to think that a law, any law in our respective countries, can feel settled and set in stone, These laws are created by us, fellow men and women, at the end of the day. 
and in a democratic setting. So sometimes these laws face threats that we don't and can't foresee, and therefore require constant vigilance to ensure that laws that the majority of us have come to expect and live our lives by could gradually, slowly, but surely end up being eroded over time. Part 2, OM is where the heart is, tools for inner peace and insights that rebuild our communities. I'm going to be paraphrasing something that I read in an opinion piece that has to do with the Roe v. Wade debate in America. The writer, let me see, let me grab her name, the writer Nancy Leong in the Washington Post about a year ago, penned these thoughts. In pra- and I'm paraphrasing. In practice, many couples decide how to handle an unplanned pregnancy together. Research shows that about half of women are accompanied to abortion waiting rooms by men. And for decades, men have benefited from the availability of safe and legal abortion. So it's time for men to start taking threats to reproductive freedom personally too. And Nancy goes on to urge all the men out there who have benefited from their partners or spouses getting legal abortions to share their abortion stories with their families, their friends, and their community. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in this idea because ultimately, If there is an unplanned pregnancy, more often than not, especially in the more well-off socioeconomic rungs in society, the decision to terminate that pregnancy isn't just a matter of the woman deciding to do it. The man often makes or is part of that decision-making process. So why not? If we are going to be wanting to share our burdens and responsibilities as couples in life, why not share this particular part of the journey as well? Part 3, News and Views, updates on our peace-building work, plus answers to your questions about creating a more peaceful existence for yourself and others. As I shared in the last episode of the Peace Matters podcast, this Peace Matters work is shifting and evolving for me. And as I continue to crystallize the next steps for myself, I'm pretty sure that this podcast and the accompanying Peace Matters newsletter is going to double down on how the news affects us in our daily lives. And I will select news stories that where I can draw that through line between what's happening in the news and how it impacts our lives in a very real way. And in line with that, I will share insights that we can embrace or next steps for us to act on, much like what I've done today in this episode about the narrative, the reality of Roe v. Wade, and a potential next step in terms of men 
well-intentioned men, supportive men, can be part of the conversation and part of the advocacy in sharing their abortion stories with the world. Incidentally, if you're interested in reading that particular piece that I quoted from, I'm going to be adding a link to that article in this week's edition of the Peace Matters newsletter. So if you aren't already on my newsletter list, it's really easy to sign up. Just go to inventivelinks.com, click the Learn More button right there on the homepage to subscribe. The other thing that is becoming clearer to me is, for now at least, I will be retiring my weekly Fridays for Peace live stream that I've been doing for a couple of months now. And instead of doing this one-time weekly live show, I'm going to be turning it into short weekday live streams, sort of mini chunks of what I'm thinking about. And I'll be broadcasting those on my social media platforms, most likely Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Again, I'll be sharing more details on links to those social media platforms in my Peace Matters newsletter. So be sure to subscribe and get on the list if you're not already on it. Okay, I'm going to leave it there for now. Thanks for listening. And I will be using the next episode of the Peace Matters podcast to further explore this idea of controlling or respecting women. Because I have a feeling there are going to be a few more stories that unfold later this week that will touch on this issue as well. Okay, thanks for listening. I will catch you next time. You've been listening to Peace Matters with me, Maya Mathias. This podcast is proudly powered by Inventive Links, a leadership development company that cultivates enlightened executives, creative citizens, and wise writers for a more peaceful planet. If you like this podcast, please consider supporting it by going to inventivelinks.com support. Want to take your podcast experience to the next level? Sign up for my next online workshop and start building a stronger path to peace inside and out. Go to inventivelinks.com events for more information. Sign up for a workshop, then show up with your best questions on the stories and insights we feature and with a sincere desire to lead a more peaceful existence. Till next time, let's make peace matter more each day. Bye for now.